It's November 18th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. It seems like it's been, well, I guess actually has been a while. Yeah, happy fall. I know, already. Almost Turkey Day. Yeah. Ugh. What are we, three, four days away? Yeah, yeah. I've already eaten so much food in the last three days. (laughs) Every single day, my son goes, Mommy, when's Christmas? And I had I actually counted it on the calendar, and it was about five and a half weeks, and I went, it's only five and a half weeks away. Oh, my God. Really? I know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, five and a half weeks and I go to Key West. Yes. What? <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, on the 27th. I'm <sighs> going to go to Key West for a week. So that'll be a nice end to the holiday season. Okay. I'll have to hate you a little bit during those days. During those days. Well, okay. Is well, that all fine. right? Unless you bring me a souvenir and then I might forgive you. Um, margarita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what to bring back from Key West, but okay. <laughs> a drink swizzle stick or something there like that? There we go. Okay. That'll be nice. That'll be great. But yeah, we uh, we kind of got off track on the podcasting because there were just so many things going on that, um, primarily the speaking stuff, that we ended up having to just sort of say, you know what, we're not going to do one for October, and we just kind of let it go. Yeah, we typically, we practice during the summer and get ready for these speaking presentations, and then August hits, and all of a sudden everything goes into fast-forward mode, and we always do at least two, sometimes even three or four conventions where we go speak and they're not all here in Dallas so we actually were traveling we went to Atlanta to do the AIA South Atlantic Region Conference down there and then we went to Austin and did a couple presentations there for our Texas Society Mm -hmm. of Architects. We had our first technical glitch that just really freaked us out for about five minutes we're like bob you have to go get the mouse from the hotel and where's my computer bag and <laughs> yes my poor husband's running he says you guys owe me a coffee because i had to dump my coffee so i could run fast and back to the hotel <laughs> poor guy yeah yeah well, and then uh i ended up going to kentucky to do the aia indiana kentucky convention my own presentation just me laura didn't have to go which is really interesting interesting experience Having to do that by myself. It's your first time really yeah. doing one by yourself, right? I mean, yeah, we do the little 10-minute things here and there right. for our groups and stuff. But, yeah. And it was so weird standing up there going, Laura's not here. <laughs> oh, God, Laura's not here. And then I got started. I'm like, Laura's not here. Yay! <laughs> I, uh, for some reason, it just was this very freeing experience because, you know, I only had to worry about me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds silly because we practice so much that you know, we really know what's what's going to happen in the presentation. But you're still that kind of, oh, my goodness, you know, what if I forget where I'm supposed to come in? And, you know, which, cl- you know, which click am I supposed to do on the slides? It's It's kind of interesting just to have that own responsibility and not have to worry about yeah someone else if you fall on your face it's only because you tripped over your own self and right not me right, right. <laughs> and they actually had a wireless mic so this time it wouldn't actually have been a cord i fell over oh nice so yeah right. they had one that was at tsa i felt like i was on a tether i could like only go so far yes and, and if i went too far i ended up getting jerked back <laughs> i just kept picturing my big fat greek wedding where she 
gets up to get the travel brochures and her headset whips her back. Right, exactly. Oh, Falling um, on the floor. This is not going to be a good ending. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Yeah, no, we haven't had any of those technical glitches yet. Yeah. So it was, so yeah, the first first technical glitch in Austin. And then Kentucky actually went really well. It was It was fun. It's fun to do and had a really good turnout. So if there's anybody from Indianapolis or Indiana or Kentucky listening, I want to say thank you guys for coming to the presentation and letting me speak. It was a lot of fun. And you were speaking on basically presenting a case study of our firm, right? Right. right. Of HBD architecture. Yeah. yeah. How we got from A to B. Mm -hmm. and, and we're still standing. And we're still standing. <laughs> and actually, it was really interesting. A couple of fun things came out of that um, a woman who had done a social media presentation in the morning that I attended, attended my presentation, and she said she hoped there was a three or four guys from one firm that were sitting in her presentation because they don't do any social media. Mm -hmm. And then they came to my presentation. She said, I'm hoping they're, they listen to you and put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> to see that it's so, possible. So, yes, these things actually can all work. And wow. here's what, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. And the other thing that really struck me was someone came up to me and said, I really appreciate you being so forthright about what you're, you know, what you guys did and being honest about it because I didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, someone asked me at the, and during the Q&A, well, when you guys started your firm, did you have any marketing plan? And I just looked at her and I'm like... <laughs> Absolutely not. We had nothing in mind, and we didn't, obviously, no. because because we didn't need to. We had work, right? So there was no need for marketing. Mm -hmm. So it was just nice to be just upfront and honest with them about that stuff, and and they seemed to really appreciate it. So it was fun. And we obviously say that sarcastically. There's no need for marketing. And of course, there is. Yeah. Always yeah, a complete always need, need for marketing, yeah. <laughs> as we are a living tale. As we are experience it, experiencing it. Ooh. And like I said, it's the holidays, and one of the things that Laura pointed out to me, she said, and, and, and some of you are probably having that experience of, you know, the family's coming, and suddenly you notice everything. The, the swarm wrong. of in-laws yeah. is upon us. And you're like, you're noticing everything that's wrong with the house. It's like... Oh my gosh, they're coming! Oh I've got darn to it! I should have recocked the tub. Exactly. Jeez, oh, <laughs> should have gotten the carpet shampooed. Ah, oh. yeah. The windows clean. Yeah, every yeah. little thing that I don't ever even want to think about, I all of a sudden becomes very clear to me oh, yeah. <laughs> in the last forty-eight hours before anybody comes to visit. Yeah. Well, we were expecting James's parents on Saturday, actually mm -hmm. yesterday, and because they said that we're, we're going to come Saturday, and last year they said they were going to come Saturday and called or texted from Friday morning saying, we're on the road. We'll see you guys in X number of hours. And of course his brother goes into complete panic mode because they're <laughs> staying with him first. He hasn't done any cleaning. He's like, you know, gets off work at six and he's vacuuming like crazy and trying to get stuff organized. Well, I'm glad to know it's at least not just my parents that do that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. When, when you said your parents were showing up early, I'm like, mm -hmm. been there. Yep. Had that experience. But yeah, I uh, got the email from her that, on Thursday afternoon that said, oh, yeah, we're going to be leaving tomorrow morning at 8. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got home, and the first thing I did, I mean, J James wasn't even home yet. I, like, walk in the door, throw my stuff down, whip out the vacuum cleaner, and just start vacuuming everywhere because I knew he was going to come home and go, we have to finish cleaning. Clean, quick, get it clean. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that that time of year. 
Isn't that funny? I mean, especially for the people that raised us right. and have seen our rooms at the most awful and dirtiest as we were I growing know. up. And then we freak out and we have to clean for them. Clean for them. And you I don't know what that is. We repaint. <laughs> we, you know, the company's coming. It's got to look perfect. Right. And I blame Martha Stewart. <laughs> yes. Darn it. That's the. Oh, that's the that's it right there. There we go. <laughs> Martha Stewart and HGTV. This <laughs> right, they just doomed us all for inadequacy. Right, right. Well, and what we—that's all of that. Actually, we wanted to touch on, but it's not what we wanted to focus on today. The thing that really has chapped my butt. <laughs> yeah, this has been writing in, in Larry's back in my pocket for the last month. <laughs> for, yeah, I was at like, least we, we need to talk about this in the October podcast and. Then we didn't do one, and it was like, oh, I just – so here's what it is. So aren't you guys excited? Here's yeah. Larry getting to vent about this particular topic. Yeah. Um, there was an article published on Yahoo, and a friend, an architect friend of mine sent it to me, and I, I think someone else pointed it out to me on the same day. It's an article that says, don't bother earning these five degrees. And, of course, number one unwanted degree is architecture. Yay! Yay! We're top of the list. Woohoo! <laughs> and you know, if, if you're an architecture student and you see something like this, it's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten myself, myself into? into? What am I wasting my time on? You know, right. just that, that crazed. But it was, it was really interesting. The thing that um, they were focusing on was that, you know, it's an unwanted degree because it might not be the one that's going to impress a lot of employers. Well, because its focus is so narrow, yeah, I think yeah. is what they had said. Yeah, because yeah, you're just so focused on architecture. Well, it's kind of like, duh. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going <laughs> to take that degree and go to an architecture firm or some sort of design-related right. industry and go, I have an architecture degree. Yeah, because that's kind of step one if you want to go in that direction. Right, right. yeah. Right, and um, the – sorry, I'm looking through the article here real quick. It can be very hard to maneuver into another career path with a degree due to its narrow focus. Well, if you're in architecture school, my guess is your focus is going to be <laughs> on, on architecture. I, I just it just completely boggled the mind to read it. To yeah, read what I yeah I was kind of confused about is that the focus of the article is that if you want a college degree that's going to impress employers then these five degrees are what you probably should not aim for. But they're making the assumption that the only reason to go to college and the only reason to get a degree is to impress an employer and get a job, which probably, you know, 90% of college seniors right now are going, "Uh, yeah, hello, I want a job, which I would agree with. That's probably a good thing. Sure. But what I've learned in the last five years since we've started this business is that if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, you might as well pack up shop and go home. Right. Because the degree that they actually suggested that you get instead of an architecture degree was a degree in business administration. Yes. Okay, so first of all, you will be getting a business administration degree if you are one of those people that is weeded out in the first semester of design school. (laughs) You will happily go to the business college. And this is not anything against the business college or business students. But if you are focused on design and absolutely love and are passionate about design – then business college is not going to enter into your mind at all. Yeah, this is not going to be a great career path. I mean, I use James as, as an example because he has his BA, he has his MBA. 
And what does he do? Well, he's an HR consultant. He's does compensation work and he loves it. He's great at it. It's all numbers and it all just makes sense to him magically and how to, you know, uh, he actually pulled out one of his old textbooks the other day, which is, just kills me because oh, it means yikes. now I can't throw it out. Oh dear. Because he was looking for a formula to do a cut because someone in their financial group was miscalculating something. He's like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. And he actually went digging through his books to find out. I mean, this is, you know, that's the business people. Those are the people who are good at that. Right. And to tell someone who's creative that, oh, no, no, don't get that degree. Go get a business degree. I just, uh, horrible, horrible idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is just one article and we're getting mm -hmm. all worked up over it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> but every still. few years you'll see something like this. I think the last thing had like architecture was number three. So we've moved up. Ooh. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> So what they were basing all of these conclusions on was a study that was done by the Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce. And the study was called Hard Times, College Majors, Unemployment, and Earnings. Not all college degrees are created equal. So if you want to look up the study, that's what it's called. But basically they were pointing out that there's a 13.9% unemployment rate among recent architecture graduates. And in fact, we had, when we were at the conference in Minnesota, there had been some discussion about how in the 80s there was another employment slump, and which actually created this vacuum of qualified architects yeah. in a certain age bracket. Yeah, there was like a 20-year age difference between these guys who were out there talking, and the next youngest person, or next oldest person, I guess, in their firm was in their 40s. There's like a you know, 15, 20-year age gap. Right, because the people within that age gap were not able to find jobs at the time that they needed them in order to progress their career. Right. And so they had to go find something else. Yeah. And so all of a sudden when work picked up, there weren't enough of those, you know, that age bracket of architects to, to pick up the slack. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little concerned that we may end up be we probably will see some of that, mm -hmm. um, you know, from this slump that we've had. Yeah. But what I'm wondering, though, is if there's more opportunity, though, because, you know, we have when we have people send us resumes or you know, call us about stuff and, and say, hey, I'm going to send you a resume or they want. I've actually you know, we have people just wander into the office looking for jobs. We always try to direct them to something that's architecture related. And Laura and I were talking earlier and there are a whole list of people that she went to school with in architecture who aren't architects you know they have an architecture mm -hmm. degree but they're doing something else and something but it's something on the creative side right they're still honoring what that original degree was mm -hmm. about but they might be more on the real estate programming side or they might be on the the computer visualization or rendering of of architectural projects mm -hmm. or um, even teaching graphic design um, in fact, I have a friend who's up in Seattle, and she works in a metal working shop, and they do custom wow. ironwork, and she loves it. It's, really? They do beautiful work. So it, she gets to work with architects and designers, but she also gets to work on the, the actual fabrication Excellent. side. So she can use her architecture background with, you know, understanding how blueprints work and understanding dimensions and, you know. Those kind of things. Well, and, then all, and then still the design aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, and still gets to be around creative people all the time. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, so there's lots of things like that that, that you can use an architecture degree to do. And I, that was one of the things I thought was really exciting about the degree we got. In fact, ours was a pre-professional 
degree mm-hmm. from Texas A&M, and it was called the environmental design degree. It was an undergraduate. And so a lot of those people coming out of the program, or in fact employers that I talked to after that program, said, well, what you really end up getting is a degree that taught you how to think, mm-hmm. which then can be impl- applied in a lot of different ways. Right. So when we get out of architecture school, of course, we have to go into our intern program. And that is actually when we learn what architecture is about. It's not necessarily while we're in architecture school. So, um, you know, you come out of school with an architecture degree and you have a set of tools that you can go and apply those where your actual interest lies. It doesn't have to be on that traditional path of becoming an architect. Yeah, so it just killed us to, to for them to go from architecture degree to business administration degree. We're just like, okay. I'm like, I, I just, it. How would, what would you do with all that creative energy? And what would you do with, you know, I guess you're still a thinker. I don't, I, I don't know. I would I'm, have the best darn Pinterest page you have ever seen. <laughs> I would be the best room mom in my kids' school. Uh huh. I would just be a master at construction paper. You yeah. would have no idea. But you would hate your I job. Would, I would have to channel that somewhere. <laughs> I would have the cutest cubicle. Uh-huh. You have no idea. And I would just, yeah. Hand sewing all of, all of Matthew's clothes. Right, <laughs> yes. That? And my husband would just roll his eyes because I would be venting all of my creative energy on our on our own home yeah. which would never be finished and well, we'd always have some kind of home improvement project going or well, that's that's uh, that's an architect <laughs> that's that's natural right yeah so. <laughs> so but i guess the the whole gist of what we're saying is if you're a student and you're listening to this you know and you see stuff like this don't let it really derail you don't let yourself get discouraged realize that yes there is a job out there somewhere and it may not be and you may not want to get a job in architecture anyway you may actually be looking to, you know, channel that degree into something else. So don't don't let yourself get discouraged and just keep plugging away. If you're really passionate about it, you're going to succeed. You're going to do well. And because those are the people who really do. You have to have a passion for this. And if you're just kind of half-heartedly doing it, I went to school with a, a woman who, unfortunately, her goal really was to find a husband. She was in the architecture program and – her goal really was to find a husband. She wasn't that interested in architecture. I'm like, you are three years into this degree. What Yikes. are you doing? And why are you looking in the architecture program? <laughs> Go hang out around the med school. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's too funny. So, yeah. So if you have a passion, just keep going and you know, persevere. Well, yeah, I have another friend who is – he was probably one of the most crazy fanatics over architecture and model building and – and everything having to do with, you know, Lego sets and just mm-hmm. very creative. And he is now managing a container store, store up really? north. Yeah. And and he loves it because it's merchandising. It's dealing with things that go in the home. It's space planning. Uh-huh. It's – and especially because he likes lots of, you know, little pieces of – you know, he always made his own Christmas cards. And, wow. um, you know, very creative with materials and and quality control and so it sounded like a stretch when I first heard he was you know breaking away from being an intern and kind of shifting gears and Mm -hmm. going into that but the more I realized what he was doing the you know he was in charge of the merchandising and it was like well of course that makes complete sense sense. yeah yeah Yeah. interesting so you kind of have to use the architecture thinking of what you've been taught to do yeah and think about who could use those skills. Because right. it made me laugh when I read this about 
you know, going into business administration, it said, if you like the idea of pursuing the the building industry, but want to keep your career options at a maximum, then a bachelor's degree in a business administration could be more employer-friendly choice. And I'm thinking, well, if you've got a business degree to go into a building industry, you're not going to have the building industry background, and mm-hmm. you're going to end up, like you said, in HR, HR or, or accounting mm-hmm. or marketing yeah. or one of those specialties. But if you had the business, I mean, the building industry background, yeah. then you would come with a set of skills where you could actually speak the language. Right, right. It yeah. actually would be more useful. Right, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we'll get off our soapbox. But we just, <laughs> it was like Laura said, it has just been sticking in my craw for the last month. And I was like, and, you know, probably being far enough away from my own degree. If someone had said that to me, you know, when I was in the middle of mine, I, I don't know what my reaction would have been. And the fact that my niece is in, you know, getting her master's right now in architecture and all of her friends are out there trying to find jobs and stuff. So it's just one of those things that just really, I don't know, just really rubbed me the wrong way. But enough about that. (laughs) We'll stop talking about that now. Did this get it out of your system, Larry? I think so. Are you okay now? I'm calm. Can you go eat turkey and not have indigestion over this? Yes, I can focus on the holiday. (laughs) Focus on doing as little as possible on Thursday and Friday. Okay. So, yeah. With. Well, and I feel like we might have to have a moment of silence for the uh, first year that we're not going to be having the Longhorn and A&M game on, oh, yeah. on Thanksgiving. This, this, I'm not really even sure how that day is going to go. For I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> I am going to be the happiest little clam in the world. <laughs> It's such a t- tradition, and we it's hard for us to let go of traditions. Oh, but Yeah, knowing that I won't have to watch my brother-in-law gloat if we lose because he's just the slobbering UT fan. Right. And, you know, of course, if it's – it's got to be – the game has to be on. Of course. Of course. Uh, but from his perspective, it's all about, you know, UT crushing A&M. Um, so for once, for the first time in Ever. 15 years <laughs> – Yes. I won't have to endure that on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> it will be lovely. Oh, fabulous. We have to report back and tell us how that went. Yeah. I don't even know who uh, TU is playing. I don't either. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. There'll Not be my plenty, problem. plenty of football will be on, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you're in the Dallas area the first week of December, December 6th through the 9th, we are having a holiday home tour at the Alexander Mansion, which is right here in Dallas on Ross Avenue. And it's a historic home that was built in 1904, and I will be one of the docents. I'm going to be giving a tour, and I'm so excited because it's (laughs) actually the home of the Dallas Women's Forum. Uh, And so this organization, which has been around since almost as long as the house has been built, they are... They've occupied the house since the 1930s, so it is nearly intact as it was built over 100 years ago. And so, in fact, I was over there just on Friday uh, helping decorate and put Mm up, I think I counted at least 10 Christmas trees. I know. You sent us pictures. Yes. And I kept going, well, there's a Christmas tree. Wait, there's another. There's two in that room. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be really beautiful. It's amazing. So we're having tours then if you want to Google Dallas Women's Forum and Alexander Mansion. You'll find all the details, and uh, you can come see me. I don't have no idea which room I'll be in, but okay. I'll so have my little script. And I'll... so you'll just be in one room. I think so. Okay. I think we go room to room. Wow. Yeah. 
they're not going to make us memorize the entire house. The entire mansion? No. <laughs> well, that's pleasant. Yes. That's nice. Yes. I think they send the group of people from one room to the next room and well, like that's that. cool. Yeah. But we're actually raising money to help restore the home. So if you have a passion for historic preservation like I do, mm-hmm. uh, let us know and you might actually want to get involved and help us raise some money. Mm-hmm. Fix the foundation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We got the soils report for that on Friday. Ooh. There's no rock underneath the house anywhere. Ooh, okay. They went down 25 feet, no rock. So, so all it's right. going to That's be an interesting... why part of the corner's peeling away. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and of course, normally we would tell you to, you know, if you're in the Dallas area, to come by the Architecture Happy Hour, except we're not having one in December. We never do mm-hmm. because we, it's too crazy with Just all the other parties going off. on. And we take yeah. the month off. But I do have the first five planned for next year. Yay. I know. It's Look amazing. You. So um, hopefully I'll start posting those in December and just start putting those out. Yeah. And, of course, if you want to sponsor a happy hour, you can always contact us and let us know. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a good idea for a venue, that would certainly help out a lot. Because, you know, we try to try and find different places. But I was, there's actually a new place here in Dallas that I was going to talk to, except a friend of mine went there for dinner last night it was uh, some friends were going away and he went there for dinner and he goes oh god the food was terrible i'm like okay uh, we're not going uh, there oh <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so if you have some suggestions feel free to send them to me uh you can actually contact me via twitter it's um at arch happy hour or you can even contact laura at um, hpd architecture mm-hmm. so and of course we're on facebook and linkedin and all the other fun stuff so yeah check us out oh actually um I uh, want to give a sh- shout out to Jeff Eccles in Indianapolis. He actually emailed me, contacted me via Twitter, and then we followed up with email. He was asking about the Architecture Happy Hour, you know, how we did it, how it was set up, because they're, they do a, and his firm does sort of a networking? No, no, um, a very informal Friday happy hour thing. Mm. But they, you know, they'll go to a local watering hole and they'll just have clients and friends and stuff come. And it's nothing formal, nothing, you know, no name tags, that kind of stuff. But they also do a green group once a month that they do you know, presentations and stuff at. And I'm like, well, you know, if you take them and just kind of mash them together, yeah, you might actually have a really fit. kind of good thing going on. So I was sending him some information. So if you're listening, hopefully that was helpful. I wrote it all down, you know, like all the... Do's and don'ts and ins and outs of the happy hour. You oh, know, wow. All the things we've learned over Yeah, the- I was going to say, I don't think we've ever done that. I've never done that. <laughs> and I was like, it's so weird to see it all in one one thing. Yeah, all and go, right now. You know, so this is what we're thinking about every single month. Yeah. Every single happy hour. These are all the things that we're having to think about. It's like, wow. No wonder I'm tired. And in, Yeah, and in <laughs> February, we will have been doing it for three, three years. years. Yeah. And in January, we celebrate our five-year anniversary Yay. for our firm. Oh, gosh. It feels like a rite of passage. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it really does. Maybe and we should go on a cruise. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can we broadcast from a cruise? Don't, no. don't they do that? No. You know, I love you guys to death. <laughs> However, I see you enough as it is. Oh, we're not going to be vacationing together. No. Okay, no. fine. Anyway. Well, we should let these nice people go, Larry. We should. We should. Enough of that. And I have if, menus to make. You have menus to make? Yes, and shopping lists to make for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to do any of that. Oh, yay. You're like, what are menus, Menus? Huh? Why do I have to do menus? What? There's going to be five of us, us this year. It's not <laughs> going to be a big deal. So everyone else, go off, do your own Thanksgiving and Christmas shopping. And all this. If, you're, if you're going out on Black Friday, best of luck oh, to you. Oh, may God be with you. Try not to get trampled. <laughs> don't want to see you on the news. Right, exactly. Right. Don't be a statistic. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll get back with you guys again in December. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of the holiday or rest of November, I guess. Yeah. And have a very, very fun Thanksgiving. Yes. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.